The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. When your relapsing multiple sclerosis begins to change, how you treat it should change too. Think beyond relapses and choose a treatment that can help delay disability progression. Find out more at changesinrms.com. My name is Jennifer Powell. I am a columnist with Multiple Sclerosis News Today. Today, I will be discussing how the MS Society of Canada has a grant to support artificial intelligence in predicting disease course. The Multiple Sclerosis Society of Canada has awarded $1 million to a project helping doctors who treat multiple sclerosis patients make a more personalized treatment decision through the use of artificial intelligence. The Society awarded the five-year grant to Douglas Arnold, MD, a neurologist with Neuro at McGill University with expertise in using magnetic resonance imaging to assess MS and Alzheimer's disease. We are entering a new era in which big data and increasing computer power are making it possible to develop artificial intelligence methods capable of predicting how individual MS patients will do in the future and how they will respond to specific treatments, Arnold said in a press release. Clinicians cannot make such predictions at present, he added. Integrating AI into the clinic will allow clinicians to adapt treatments to each individual patient's unique circumstances to help ensure a better outcome. AI describes the use of computer algorithms to identify patterns within large amounts of data and develop hypotheses based on the analysis of these patterns. Arnold's project will use a particular AI approach called deep learning in which inputs such as clinical and MRI data undergo successive layers of analysis. Arnold and his group plan to use clinical and imaging data covering more than 10,000 MS clinical trial participants over the past 20 years. They plan to develop an evidence-based tool to predict likely patient outcomes. Outcomes include likely future brain lesion formation, increases in disability relapses, and response to various disease-modifying treatments, along with how certain patients feel about each prediction. Understanding these likelihoods can help clinicians make better informed decisions earlier in the disease course regarding effective treatments. The MS Society of Canada launched the AI and MS Discovery Grant Program in 2019 with financial support from TD Bank. The program seeks transformative ideas aimed at using AI to improve the treatment and prognosis of MS by leveraging existing clinical and patient data. This is an exciting project that focuses on harnessing state-of-the-art technology 
in AI to support evidence-based decisions for both the clinician and the person living with MS, said Pamela Valentine, PhD, President and CEO of the MS Society of Canada. This technology has the potential to empower both MS physicians and people with MS in shared decision-making about the best treatment choices earlier in the course of the disease with the hopes of achieving better health outcomes for the person living with MS, she confirmed. Coming up next, perspectives from MS News Today columnist Ed Tobias. You always do what you can to keep your relapsing multiple sclerosis in check. But if your relapsing MS is starting to change, it can affect your mind and body in new and different ways. So it's important to choose a treatment that goes beyond relapses, one that can help you stay ahead of disability progression. Take charge of your relapsing multiple sclerosis. Learn more at changesinrms.com. Hi, I'm Price Waldridge. As a rare neuromuscular disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading the column by Ed Tobias, MS Wire. How do you define an MS cure? Why aren't researchers doing more to find a cure for multiple sclerosis? Why isn't more effort and money devoted to this? I regularly receive comments like these after I write a column about a new disease-modifying therapy, or DMT, that's either being tested or has just been approved. Like multiple sclerosis news today columnist Jennifer Powell, have faith that a cure will come, but many others feel a cure is far, far away. What if we already have a cure but fail to see it? Professor Gavin Giovannoni suggests on the MS blog that this might be the case, but to see it we need to redefine cure, or at least we need to refine how we define it. What defines an MS cure? To redefine cure, Giovannoni wrote, we need to accept the idea that an MS cure doesn't mean the restoration of lost neurological function. You can be cured of further autoimmune attacks on the nervous system, but the damage that is already done won't necessarily be repaired as part of the cure. We also need to accept that long-term remission may be a better term than cure to describe the idea of MS going away and never coming back. Long-term remission can be accomplished with some of our newest and most powerful DMTs, such as Limtrada, Alentuzumab, Ocrevus, Ocrelizumab, Mavinclad, Cladrabine, and hematopoietic stem cell therapy. Limchata has certainly slowed and perhaps even stopped my MS progression. Some of my symptoms have even improved a bit. My walking is a little faster, my concentration is improved, and I've stopped taking Modafinil to treat my fatigue. Has my MS been cured? I've probably been considered as having NEDA4 status for the past several years. That stands for no evidence of disease activity in four areas, no relapses, no progression, no MRI activity, and no brain atrophy. I can't walk very far, I continue to have bladder issues, and my fatigue is much greater than a healthy person of my age, but my MS probably meets Giovannoni's proposed definition of long-term remission. So should I consider myself cured? While we're thinking about it, how would you answer the following three questions Giovannoni asked in his MS blog post? Is it appropriate to use the word cure when discussing MS? Does talking about a cure for MS raise false hopes? Is long-term remission a better term than care? I'll add a question of my own. 
Should we replace cure with prevent? Aren't preventing and halting MS two separate outcomes? What do you think? The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums, a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.